the arrival of his stocky figure in the midst of a storm could only mean that all my fears were well-founded. Mafira propped his mud-spattered bicycle against the wall before answering, No problem. He gave me a reassuring smile. Only ivy walls from the store. She has a young steenbuck for us. Another orphan? Well, that's a relief, I said cheerfully, under the illusion that danger had passed. We've only just packed up the last two. In what turned out to be a prophetic move, I returned the grasshoppers to the freezer. Let's go. Hop in the land cruiser, Mafira, and I'll call David. Our five-year-old son was an essential part of all our wild orphan projects, and he'd be thrilled at the prospect of a new rescue mission. The steenbuck wasn't much of a worry, I thought to myself, as we sloshed through the four kilometres of mud leading to our main gate. They are small, manageable antelope and easy to bottle feed if started early enough. We had hand-reared two young males in the past and successfully released them into the sanctuary at a year old. I named them Rabbit and Bunny, which I should have been embarrassed about, but what else was I to call something so tiny, with such enormous eyes and ears? Nonetheless, I decided, I would give this one a more dignified name. Our local trading store, the Poppin Superette, squats morosely under a rusty tin roof between the railway line and the road leading from Bulawayo to the Botswana border. We pulled up next to four donkeys, harnessed to an empty wooden cart, heads lowered and rain dripping steadily from the ends of their tattered ears. Like the store, they had clearly seen better days. Inside, I spotted ivy walls at the counter, lining up cardboard boxes of a potent local beer, but I had no way of reaching her through the sweaty crush of bodies around me. The roar of voices and the drumming of rain on the tin roof drowned my feeble calls. But at last, Ivy saw me jumping up and down behind the impenetrable rows of thirsty patrons and pointed in the direction of her house, some 500 metres down the road. Just hang on, she shouted over the hubbub. I'll send for it now. I took refuge in a small space between the wall and a pile of maize meal bags and prepared to wait. As with all rural African stores, the shelves of this one were filled with an enormous selection of items, necessary, of course, as it may be the only one servicing a huge area and local people don't have the means to travel long distances on frequent shopping trips. Clothes, chocolates, bread, skin-lightening cream... Blankets, chickens, alive or dead, goats, catch your own. Dried moorpen caterpillars, razor blades and cooking oil were piled, hung and crammed along the walls, or simply wandering about. Chickens pecked by my feet, and I felt one tugging at the leather tassel on my shoe. Without bothering to look down, I lifted my foot to dislodge the pecker, whereupon it let out a most indignant and unchicken-like squeak. I looked down and a very small warthog stared balefully back at me. I have never forgotten that look. It was our first meeting and already I had hurt her feelings. How do you like my pig? shouted Ivy. I call her Sousa. Nice name, I yelled back, which only goes to show that my efforts over the past ten years to learn Zindebele, the language of the Matebele people, have been entirely fruitless. 
I imagined that Sousa was a local and rather attractive version of Susan, but Mafira's averted face in the car and my husband's chuckle when he returned home told me differently. I went straight to the dictionary to find that Sousa means to emit wind from the anus. Apart from its crassness, the name also happens to be totally inaccurate. Warthogs fart no more than any other animal I know, and indeed, considerably less than most middle-aged human beings of my acquaintance. At the time, I'm afraid the real significance of our meeting in the store was lost upon me, for as anyone more conversant with the modus operandi of the pig would have realised, this was no random encounter. It was an ambush, planned and executed by a master strategist who knew a soft touch when she saw one. The crowd parted at the door, and one of the storemen came in, carrying a young antelope in his arms.